Welcome to the She Is Me podcast. Today we are talking to a wonderful woman, Elle, who is in her 50s. We're normalising normal by shining a light in places we often shy away from because we are all perfectly imperfect and everybody has a story. Today we get to hear from this amazing woman. Welcome, Elle. I'm so grateful and excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Libby. I'm really stoked to be here too. Let's dive straight into the questions. So. What scares you about your body? Uh, the rate at which it's degrading. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, look, I love my body. It has it has uh, supported me through you know my years and let me play sport and do boxing, fitness, and Pilates, and bear four children. But I did break my break my ankle last year, and that really sat me on my ass for a while. And now it's sort of like phantom aches and pains. So I'm working towards that. It just takes a little bit more maintenance than it used to. So that's probably what scares me a bit. I can understand <laughs> that. I was just thinking while we're talking just then, I was saying to you before that we normally keep this fairly, um, don't necessarily name the person that I'm interviewing, but I know you're fine with it. And I'm wondering if maybe do you want to give a little bit of a, an introduction to yourself and whatever pops into your head? <laughs> yeah, abs- yeah, sure, absolutely. Give a bit of context to you. Yeah, no worries. Okay. All right. So my name's Elle Crawford Marsden. I'm a resilience coach and a mother of four, an Omi of three, married, live on the Fleuro Peninsula. I'm a Pilates instructor as well, but my business is helping people build a resilience for their hearts, minds and spirits, as well as their bodies. And I have had a big interest in resilience since I was about 28. I started on the personal development journey after I had got through a really big experience with my daughter. She was diagnosed with cancer at 17 months and I was only 24. And by the time we got to 28, she was a bit more stable. And I sort of did a bit of a stock take on how I was feeling about myself and I didn't like it, what I found at all. So that sent me on the personal development track and I I was always interested in why some people would sort of power through their challenges with strength and resilience and bounce back even better sometimes, whereas others would get really stuck in their experience. So it just prompted me to study psychology and emotional uh, intelligence and personal spiritual development, and that's where how I came to be today. Awesome. Thank you. And Elle does an amazing podcast, so if you want to know lots about her, go and listen to her podcast, and I'll put links into links at the bottom of this podcast so people can find you as well at the end thanks libby (laughs) we'll jump back into the next question but feel free to deviate from them and go off on whatever track you want okay tell me about your experience with hormones how they affect you and what you've learned from them or how to deal with them better whichever way you want to go okay for about the last 20 years i've tried to steer away from xenoestrogens I did a lot of research and learning about what xenoestrogens and the the uh, non-natural hormones, what they what we in our products and in our food and all that, what that does to our bodies. So I've okay. been trying to keep pretty clean in that way. But in my late 30s, uh, I had to have a hysterectomy for a massive fibroid. And so my hormones have been fairly stable, although 
they're much better now because this year I've given up alcohol and coffee. Wow. <laughs> so it's all, like yeah, it. I know. It's all the good stuff you have to give up. So I still do suffer from he- uh, hot flushes, but not very, not as often as I used to. And as far as a, a hormone balance goes, I feel like I've used wild yam cream a lot in my life, which keeps it normalising through uh, wild yam is a precursor for natural progesterone. So I've used that quite a bit in my life to balance my hormones. So when I was menstruating, that really helped with that. But now I'm pretty lucky that I don't really have many big issues other than hot flushes and, you know, sometimes I get hot at night when I'm sleeping, but I don't get sweats and stuff. I did used to before I had my hysterectomy, but once that, once I had that, then things settled down a bit. And what are the, I'm just thinking back to, when you were talking before, what what products is Zeno Zeno estrogen in? What what sort of is that oh, like shampoos and conditioners? And yeah, stuff yes, yeah, shampoos, conditioners, and plastics as well. So you can leach out of plastics. So I just I, I joined a company. It's a network marketing company, but I just use the products, and I've been using them for 22 years now. Mm-hmm. They're just non-harmful ingredients. They're not natural ingredients as much. You know, they, they are still made, they're still man-made, but they don't have any harmful ingredients in them. And I just figure whatever we can do to keep harmful ingredients out of our bodies, the better. So that's yeah. why I did that. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, if you could give your teenage self one bit of advice to support her, what would it be? I would tell her that life is going to challenge her like she won't believe, but she needs to really focus on self-love and self-acceptance and not try and get the love and acceptance externally and that (laughs) so really focus on some yeah on some self-love and self-care all of that resilient stuff that I now teach because when I was 17 my parents broke up and I was the youngest of seven so my my parents been married for almost 40 years and I was the last one at home and my dad left our family and married my mum's best friend whose daughter was my best friend. So it was a complete – Oh, my goodness. uh, Yeah, no, it was a complete heartbreak, honestly. I just – and ever since then I was always seeking that uh, love from external. So, you know, picked wrong partners, picked – yeah, you know. So I was just like looking for that belonging, sense of belonging and sense of acceptance and and love because, you know, I'd been – broken but I was looking in all the wrong places so I would tell my my um, teenage self that it will be okay and you will eventually get there but if you could get on that bandwagon of self-love a bit quicker that would be great yes that's all very relatable (laughs) (laughs) is there any can you think of like a really I don't know if you can think of one off the top of your head but like a really practical way to that your teenage self could have implemented it you know like because I Self-love such a tricky and acceptance thing is such a tricky space to step into, I think, at any age. Absolutely it is. <laughs> um, Do you have a miracle answer? <laughs> I, unfortunately, I don't have a miracle answer. It's a practice. I mean, I have always been fairly confident, but I, but I, but as I said, I was seeking that sort of acknowledgement externally. So I think, mm. I think it's about look, my I look mindfulness is just fantastic. I'm not sure a teenager would be up for some mindfulness, but I think mm. that if if you could teach them 
or teach teenagers to actually bring it all in and and sort of live in the every every breath I think that would really help but I, I think it's also very difficult although it seems to be getting you know I was in my a teenager in you know the early late 70s early 80s and I think now you know mindfulness wasn't even a thing back then you know meditation was but not mindfulness so I think it yeah. is getting easier and you know you need to have the support around you to to foster that self-love as well so you need to be able to have people who are also you know enabling you and supporting you in that so it I mean it's not a not a miracle answer by any stretch so but in an ideal world that's what I wish I'd had then I think I would have made much better choices yeah I can relate to that a lot I often think if you but it's even the choices of who you hang out with, isn't it? And the who you choose to let surround you and how they build you up or don't build you up, I think possibly has a big impact on you. I think for myself that had a big impact on my life. I could yeah. have made better decisions in that space. Um, yeah, and I, sex was a big thing too. You know, like I, I didn't lose my virginity till I was till after my parents broke up. I mean, I was not that I didn't have the opportunity but I just felt something that was really sacred to me but once that once I was damaged in that way then I used to equate sex and love to get and it was just uh, I mean, honestly it was a shit fight because oh, no, I can relate to this a little bit you too know, much. yeah it's just <laughs> I, I wish yeah I, know, I just oh, what were you thinking just giving it away like I didn't value my sexuality or my sensuality or my body you know and I really regret that I regret having the part especially in my 20s you know I was married and had three children and then I was divorced and then that was sort of like my teenage years from 28 mm. onwards and I, I mean you know if you if you didn't go out and pick up it was a bad bad weekend it was just a it, I feel so I don't feel shameful at all about it because that was just where I was at the time but I do regret that I didn't have the awareness to know the difference between sex and love I wish I'd played yeah. way more harder to get I just sort of thought once I'd had sex with someone, they must love me, and that was just a load of bullshit. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting, yeah, I don't know. We almost get that programmed into us. I had I had the, I thought once you had sex, you needed to stay with someone forever. Oh. Which that can lead to damaging relationships. Sure can. God. <laughs> anyway, there's lots of tips there for teenagers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Are there any things you wish you'd never said or maybe had said differently? In any particular case? <laughs> Go wherever you like with that. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a big question, Libby. It is. Oh, goodness me. Not off the top of my head. I might have to think about that one and come back to it. Is that all right? Can I use a Yeah, that's fine. Can I phone a friend? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, that'd be a cool thing to implement. (laughs) How did you get through the toughest time in your life? Oh, my toughest time was when my daughter died in 2002. Well, 2001 in December was we had to go to Sydney because they thought, they knew that she needed a, a second liver transplant, but in the end she ended up with bowel cancer. That was the toughest conversation I ever had when the surgeon walked in and, and I was there and alone alone in the room and he said to me, he was he went into the surgery thinking that he could fix her bowel, put her on a, 
uh, list for a liver transplant, have that straight away, and then, you know, tickety-boo, it'll all be fine. But after the, he went in for the surgery, he found adult cancer in her bowel, and he came in, and that was one of the hardest conversations I've ever been a part of when he said to me that, that she was not going to survive this. So how did I get through? Well, I got through this girl, Chloe, my daughter, was 12 years and three, uh, nine months when she died. She, at 17 months, was diagnosed with cancer. So she had the time in between and she tried everything. She was such a go-getter. She just loved life and she did what she could. And so when she died, I made an absolute promise and oath to her that I would live my life in the fullest to honour her life so that she, you know, by I believe that she's still with me in spirit so that she would also have that experience but just, you know, vicariously through me. So mm-hmm. that's really how I've got it, got through. And, I, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm healed. <laughs> but oh, how I do, could you be? Gosh. Yeah, but I, but I do believe that we will be reunited. And she sends me messages all the time, which is beautiful. So, yeah, it was just about making that promise to her. And I think, you know, love is always the answer. Always. It's just having unconditional love. Yeah. So that's love for myself, love for her, love for my boys. And that's how I got through or am getting through. (laughs) Yeah. It's quite incredible. I I mean, I I knew that because you've told me about that before and I've listened to your podcast, which I really think people should listen to if they want to know more about you. But yeah, I can't even imagine. I don't even, I, I, can't even imagine so I think you're incredible to you're such a positive and bubbly person and you're quite inspiring oh thank you it's all right oh here we go speaking of which what what is it that inspires you and moves you to do good things you almost touched on that a bit there yeah (laughs) yeah really I mean Chloe really inspires me and my mum does I know that's really a bit strange probably my mum passed away about eight years ago but Mm -hmm. what she instilled in me as a child she was very strong Anglican faith. Her dad was a priest and, and we were forced to go to church much to our dismay. But, and she was really disappointed that we, as I said, the, uh, or maybe I'm the youngest of seven. So all of us, none well. of us go to church. I know, <laughs> but none of us go to church. And before she died, she was really worried about that, that she hadn't brought oh, up. Uh, yeah, of course. But I said to her, we've all got really good, you know, Christian values or human values. And so I suppose that inspires me to to pay it forward and to show unconditional love as much as I can. So she inspires me and Chloe inspires me. And just people who, you know, who go through shit and then they pick themselves up and then they go on to do great things, you know, I love those stories and mm. they really inspire me as well. That makes sense. And, you know, one of the most common answers for this is mum. That oh, question really? in all that, yeah. Oh, okay, that's great. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it's really nice, isn't it? <laughs> There's hope for us with our kids. Then. <laughs> <I know. laughs> <God>. Scary. <laughs> if you could sit and have a cuppa with one person, who would it be, and what would you ask them? I'm scared to right. ask you this question. I <laughs> know. Oh, well, I had a look at that, and I was thinking the only person I really would do anything to have a cuppa with would be Chloe. Honestly. And I would ask her what it's like, like it to be a spirit and what she, and what she sees and what she experiences. So that would be the non-living person that I would sit and talk to. If we're talking about living people, 
you know, I really am very inspired by people like Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey and Brene Brown and, you know, people like that. Yes. Women, yeah. So women like that who have smashed the ceilings and uh, just made made big lives for themselves. And I just, I think that would be an amazing thing. So I'd probably just ask them something really simple about what would be their favorite favorite movie or something you know really basic not I don't need to know the the you know the keys to life I just would like to know them on a personal level awesome what do you love about your body I love my height which I never thought I'd ever say when I was 14 or 15 (laughs) (laughs) but um well I'm shrunk a little bit but um about five foot eleven, so I'm tall, and I love that it's strong. Like I, I owned a boxing fitness gym for eleven years, and I used to punch and kick as hard as I could, and I love that physicality of it. I love that it was very strong for me, and it's getting back to being strong again, which is really good. So, and I like my boobs, but that's good too. But I did have them lifted when after Declan was born. So when I was almost forty, I had a breast lift, and that was one of the best things I ever did. And not, I didn't have any implants or anything. I just didn't, I just didn't feel like, I didn't like them the way they ended up after breastfeeding four babies. And so I did something yep. about it. And, um, you know, I, and I like them too. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I just, ex- I accept my body. I'm, you know, I just try and accept it for what it does for me rather than how it looks. Yep. Yeah. I think that comes with, that's a, Bit of a journey that comes with age as well, I think. Oh, definitely with age. Yeah. Who has been your biggest inspiration and why? I'm just going to repeat myself. I know. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, as listeners. Well. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so Chloe went through 11 years of cancer treatment. There was probably four or five years after a liver transplant that she did okay in that, but. Honestly, from 17 months to four, she was just prodded, pricked, cut open, everything. And the fact that she survived all that and was such a beautiful personality, beautiful bubbly girl, just she just continues to inspire me. How could you not live life to the fullest when, you know, your daughter who had cancer did? You just, you know, you just, you just, there's no choice. So, yeah, she inspires me every day. Love it. It's incredible. Really, really can't imagine. <laughs> I miss her. Like I have photo right here on my desk and I talk to her all the time. And, you know, her three best girlfriends got engaged and two of them got married last year. That was really hard to watch yeah. that happen. And, you know, if she were here now, she'd be 31. So, you know, you never, you sort of think, what would she be doing? And, and I miss that. And I, you know, I really miss it, especially around Mother's Day when, when boys try their hardest, but it's just not quite the same. It's not, no. And, uh, yeah, so, oh, so I miss her every day, but she doesn't mean she doesn't inspire me. Definitely. What is one thing you're proud of and would like to be remembered for? I'm proud of my resilience. I'm proud that I am optimistic still and still have lots of hope and love. I'm, yeah, so I'm proud of, I think, traveling the grief path with resilience and you know, fairly calm and and I'm good at being, I'm good at, if I'm not happy about something within myself, I'm good at making the change. I've got good awareness around that. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I can still continue to improve and become better aware, but that I have that inner knowing that that's what my path is. So I'm really proud of that. Yeah. 
So I'd be remembered for the chick who lost her daughter and still ruled the world. <laughs> yeah, excellent. And was resilient. <laughs> yeah, it was very resilient, yeah. Very resilient. Even breaking Gosh. your ankle. But, you know, I broke my ankle in the middle of the Indian Ocean and so I had to, like, that was just, that showed I had to employ all my resilient strategies to get through that. That was just massive. But because I'd gone through what I have gone through, things like that that might throw someone, like, on a loop for months yeah. and months and months, for me it was just like, okay, well, you know, you can do this. And so I'm good at coaching myself through things. Yeah, yep, that makes sense. If you could dream your life into being, what would you create? What's your greatest hope or dream? I'm building a big coaching network of women who have a spiritual awareness or curiosity about spiritual awareness. Mm -hmm. And I would like to build a massive worldwide community of people who are spiritually awakened, who when they look at another person, they see a spirit, not a body, and who are open to all of that really great great stuff that that brings in you know like that yep. you are all equal and that there's no thing there's nothing you know that color body weight you know origin anything that doesn't come into it it's all about being equal because we all just come from the same source so my dream is to create a massive community of like-minded people who are on the same path of spiritual awakening mm-hmm. that's what yeah that's amazing Floats my boat. Sounds so very much. exciting. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just in its beginnings, but hopefully, you know, hopefully if we talk in a year or so that it will be much bigger. Yep, that sounds really, yeah, really exciting. I will look forward to watching it unfold. Thank you. So this, so the, this podcast, it's going to be women listening to this, and I think we all learn really, there's so much to learn. Everybody's got their own wisdoms and lessons and intelligence and so many things to share is there anything that you'd like to add just to what we've spoken about today it can be any direction you'd like to go in <laughs> yeah sure okay let me think well I just love what you've been doing Libby with the movement with the she is me movement because I think that it really instills women that in self-acceptance in their own bodies and their own hearts I feel like that we as a society need to really bring it back into ourselves and, and, you know, education starts at home. So I think that, you know, spiritual and personal development is something if I could encourage anyone to do anything for themselves, it would be to pick up a book or jump on a podcast or on an audio book or whatever it is, whatever delivery suits you best and just start you know, researching things that are bigger than you, but focus on you, if that makes sense. So, yep. so, so that their awareness, so that women's awareness starts to build and grow and that builds confidence and builds resilience and that it gives them the opportunity to live their best and full life. And if I can encourage women to do that, that would just really make my heart full. I think that you know, we get so caught up with comparing ourselves with other people and really what does it matter? It's just as long as you can look in the mirror and look at yourself in the mirror and look at your own eyes, you know, the window to your soul and just be happy with the way you feel about yourself. If there's nothing else that you can do in your life but that, I think you're doing really well because 
I think that's where a lot of our problems come from is we actually, you know, we don't feel good about ourselves. So, mm. but it's a practice and an education that we need to embark on. So I would really encourage that. Yeah, I, li- I like that too. That makes, yeah, there's a lot to be said for self-development stuff and um, that whole, it's a whole, yeah, it's a whole journey you can go on. It is, absolutely, and it's lifelong. You never, you never fulfil it, you never learn everything, but, you know, everything, every little bit that you learn is a building block to the next bit. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. And like I've mentioned a few times, you've got an amazing podcast. Can you tell people where they can find you and the easiest way to find you if they want to find out a bit more about you and all that sort of thing? Sure. Well, my podcast is called Heart to Heart Storytelling, the podcast. So the easiest way to find that is actually on my website, which is lcrawfordmarsden.com. So if you go to my website, it's actually not complete yet, but there is a landing page which gives some information about me and my coaching services and also all the podcasts. There's 13 episodes that you can check out. So you can get that straight off my website. I also hang out on Instagram a lot, which is l.crawford.marsden and also on Facebook as well as L Crawford Marsden. So, yeah, so find me on one of those. Please reach out if you want to and have a chat. I do do a free session called Connect with Courage session that over Zoom or over the phone, whichever suits, that just gives you half an hour because I know that choosing a coach is a really personal experience, so I really want to make sure that potential clients click with me and they mm-hmm. like my approach and you know they might have listened to a podcast or read read some of my articles and that way they sort of can resonate with some with my you know the way I speak and the way I act so that's a good good opportunity just to connect as well so that's all available on my website lcrawfordmarsden.com awesome thanks for inviting me it was an absolute pleasure